Looking to transform your family game nights? At Perfectly Picked Games, we specialize in family games that bring everyone closer. Our games aren't just fun. Kids and teens will learn how to take turns, develop basic strategy skills, and understand the thrill of winning and grace of losing. With our exclusive gift of games, you can give months of gaming excitement to your family. Choose a three-month or six-month gift, and we'll deliver hand-picked family games to your doorstep every month. And here's the best part. Right now, you can use the promo code GOLDENMOJO and receive 20% off your selected plan. Don't miss out on this exclusive offer. Use promo code GOLDENMOJO and save 20% today at Perfectly Picked Games. Hello, all you paranormal freaks. It's the last Saturday of the month, and you know what that means. The veil is at its thinnest. So if you're brave enough, all of you hitchers and drifters, load up for a ride with Golden Jade and Logan as they traverse to the other side. Hello, all of my paranormal freaks out there. It is I, Golden Jay, hanging out with his co-host and future ghost, Just Logan. It's it's just Logan. It's just Logan. <laughs> What's up, buddy? Not a whole lot, man. Just uh, happy to be sitting down talking to you. It feels like it's been a while. I was I was thinking the exact same thing. It's it actually feels like forever since we've done the other side. But I mean, technically, we did one not too far ago because we did the one hundredth. We did that live. That is true. Uh, but the other side is coming a little bit late because because of Logan. But on this way, we get to cover everything that was in January. So, this is true. This is true. We didn't miss the, the last week, but uh, yeah, Logan was sick last week when we were going to set up our normal recording, and uh, we decided that we can go ahead and push it back one week and and make sure we get all of January and go from there. And you guys don't have to listen to gross mouth noises. So, <laughs> although I'm a You're little, welcome. I'm a little stuffy, so. I'm- you make it some a little bit. That's fair. Just a little bit. It's better than a lot, though. <laughs> I I did. I texted him. I'm like, hey, you ready for this? And he's like, dude, I just got out of bed. I've been in bed for like three days. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know. It was like, I didn't know what day it was. I completely spaced on it. Like to, And then today's my first day back to work because I've also been burning vacation days because my vacation rolls over in February. Oh, right on. So I worked Monday, then I was off Tuesday and Wednesday, and I worked today and Friday. And so I keep thinking today's fucking Monday. (laughs) Crazy how that works out, isn't it? Yeah, it just got me completely thrown off. I never use my vacation time, so it always comes to like the last bit of the the rollaround time, and I just have to burn it on weird, stupid days. Well, doesn't that like totally mess you up, though? I mean... I, yeah. I mean, you're burning it. In, well, it might be different being in Texas. It's a little bit warmer. but for, Well, my thing is, is where I work, we can't use our vacation days during summer. Oh, that's true because you guys are just too damn busy. Yeah, there's only three of us at that warehouse, so it just it's just not a thing. So there's certain months where I can use it and certain months when I can't. So it is what it is. Well, as of this recording, today is February 1st. Yep. And you know what that means? It is the month of Golden Jay. Oh, yeah. It's your birth month, huh? 
whole <laughs> month. <laughs> I do nothing but celebrate the entire month. Well, if you think about it, this is surprised. Do what? I don't think anybody that listens to this podcast is surprised <laughs> that you celebrate it for a whole month. Uh, you know, our uh, our wedding anniversary is uh, next week, uh, and then Valentine's Day, and then the week after that is uh, is my birthday. So, I mean, it really is the month of, of Golden Jay. It's, That's fair. I mean, and the rocker chick, she is included in two of those three things, uh, Valentine's Day and anniversary. Yeah. How many years are we talking now? Are you ready for this? Let's hear it. 32. So you guys have been married as long as I've been alive. I, <laughs> <laughs> I turned, I'm, I turned thirty three in May. So, see, there you guys go. got married. Yeah, I was. Yeah, so uh, yeah. I do believe. Uh, yeah, you were at. I remember you being at, at our wedding. So nice. Invite. Why would you invite a baby to a wedding? That's just, well, you, like you got to think about it. it. By that time, you were almost one. I mean, that's fair. Um probably still is just as noisy <laughs> i think your sister was our flower girl huh yeah i mean you know <laughs> it's so it's so funny to think back i i ran into this girl at work and uh we were you know it's one of those things where i go into this office and it's uh it's an older lady that sits right there in the door that i become friends with and and Every day she demands a joke. She goes, what's your joke of the day? Oh, goodness. And they're horrible. They're just dad jokes. <laughs> um, basically because uh, the the doorway that goes out into the patient lobby for this particular office is right there. And you don't, I'm, I'm not a quiet person. I'm, I, my voice does carry. So I always make sure that all my jokes are you know, respectable for everybody. I mean, I've got jokes that are absolutely terrible. For <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um, so all these jokes are just really bad dad jokes. And, and so this, this um, nurse comes out and, and uh, she always wants to hear the joke too. And we get to talking, well, come to find out she graduated with, uh, with Montana or no, she was oh, like wow. a year, a year or two ahead of Montana or something to that effect. But it's right in that same, same genre from the same school. And of course, you know, that was the same school I went to and come to find out that, uh, you know, I used to hang out with her uncles and <laughs> brothers and, you know, for little league. And it is just a crazy every day is like, so do you know this person? I'm like, yeah, I know that person. That's wild. Yeah. It's crazy insane. So it's fun to, to think back to, you know, all the stuff we did back in that we got married in 1992. Yeah, it would have been 92 because yep. I was born in 91. Yep. So, yeah, you would have been born 90, married in 92. Yep. So, I mean, it's it's fun to think back to all those things we did back then and and what we're doing now compared to, you know, what, what we all did back then. And 1992. How old were you when you got married? <laughs> I was, um, I was not quite, uh, what was I? I wasn't 19 yet. I think I was still only 18. Well, what year did what year was your graduating class? I graduated in ninety one. Ninety one. Yeah. So yeah, you'd been like nineteen, maybe eighteen. I was eighteen when we got married. I think I just turned right. nineteen. So, uh, you know, two weeks later. Think about all the people that thought your young ass getting married would never work oh, out. Oh man! And here you are. Here I am. 
you know, the, the troublesome thing was, is that that group of friends, you know, there was Scott, Craig, Eric, uh, uh, Aaron, you know, that group of friends, there was, you know, five or six of us that all got married at almost the exact same time. And only two of us actually are still married. Yeah. Well, that's fair. That's a lot of good. That's a lot of young, young people get married. I feel like that is kind of like feathered out nowadays. Like I feel like people get married a lot later in life. Oh, I agree with you 100%. It's like uh, you guys are all waiting. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Ah, to be fair, your nephew did get married at the ripe age of like 20, like a dipshit (laughs) to somebody he should have never married. I was married. uh, You've you've been married forever. I was married in less than four months. So (laughs) I always forget it too. I completely forget that I ever was. Um, You guys are only married for four months. Yeah, I guess I, 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 I thought it was I thought it was over a year. I, I really did. I didn't realize it was that that uh, uh, that short. But hey, nah, you, know, was, you did better than Britney Spears. Spears. That's all that matters. I don't want to be measured against Britney Spears. <laughs> <laughs> she's been married a lot more than me, but she's done a lot more, too. So. <laughs> well, then there's that. But. Britney, bitch. <laughs> um, hey, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. I mean, what are you going to do? Yeah, it's best to not saddle yourself to somebody and just suffer through it just because, you know. I had a it conversation I had a conversation with a with a lady one time that um she was miserable in her marriage. They've been married six or seven years or something like that and um she was miserable and, and uh I said, Well, you know, why? Why are you still married? And she's like, Oh, because the kids. And I said, that is the worst possible excuse that you could ever get for staying married. I completely agree because that just that just exposes your kids get to watch you be miserable. Yeah. Because like you can only cover that stuff so so far, and that's just gonna mess up their thoughts on marriage and what they think is okay that flies. Yep. So like it's it's I get thinking of the concept of like it's for the kids so they can have both their parents around. But do you, do they really need both their parents around all the time? If both their parents are going to be miserable and affect their adult lives when it comes around to it, it's best for your kids to see you as happy as legitimately as happy as possible. So they can know what they should have when they get older. Yeah. And I think that if you, if you bring that into your household, that, that uh, not being happy and they see it, and then it overflows into them. Yeah, you know, exactly. you're, you're miserable with them and they're not happy. And and then when you finally do do it, when they're in their mid twenties or early thirties, and then you're like, well, then they're like, why'd you stay so long? And you're like, well, for you. Then they're like, oh, that's great. <laughs> my, my mom fucking hated her life for 18 plus years because she thought that's what I needed. And then right. they'll blame themselves. So yeah, it's just not a good thing, but uh yeah, pull that ripcord when you need to, man. Yeah. Uh I can never say I I, I I've been happy for 32 years, so I'm, you know, I've never uh, never thought about uh bailing out, so I could honestly say like uh I when I met when I I met Kayla in high school. I dated her in high school for all of what was it? Two weeks, right? We dated for two <laughs> weeks in high school. Uh, and then we got back together. Uh, it's almost five years now that we've been together. 
Holy cow. Yeah. Yeah. And I can honestly say that uh, to all the listeners out there, Logan has always been a shit significant other throughout his whole life (laughs) until now. I 110% own that. Like I was just, uh, I just, I think it takes the right person to make you, to help you become the best person you can be. And they don't make you become it. They make you want to be better. Right. Because I know for a fact I was a shit significant other my whole life, one hundred and twelve percent, and I own that. But with her, it's completely different. I enjoy it. She's my best friend. Before then, I wanted to do things with just my friends and ex- and like right. by myself. And I like doing things by myself now. Now every time I want to do something, I want to do it with her. I want her to be with me. And if she's not with me, I'm like, ah, oh, this could be better. I, you know, uh. Uh, a few years ago, that was, uh, this has been God, 10, 10, 15 years ago. Um, you know, like I said, I've been happy for 30, 32 years, but I, I decided to take a, a, a motorcycle trip and, uh, I was going to go, uh, down to see your grandfather in Kentucky. And then I was going to, uh, head down to Georgia and see Donnie. Cause that's where he was stationed at was in Fort Benning. And then me and him were going to take off and come over and see your mom and dad. And then we would split off and I would ride home. And I remember getting, I don't know, I was probably six hours away from home. And I remember thinking, why am I doing this by myself? I, you know, uh, Bobby really should be with me, you know, and, and, and that's that point where you, you know, you realize how much you, you don't want to be away from them. And, and, you know, it, it, it kind of sinks in. The other part of that is, is that, a lot of female friends at where I work at and to listen to them bitch about their husbands and their boyfriends and stuff. You learn a lot of things not to do. <laughs> That's fair. It's like, Oh, should never fucking do that. There we go. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't get none of that womanly insight at my job. I work with two dudes. So <laughs> Well, you're not missing a whole hell of a lot, but, uh, you know, (laughs) well, I come home and I'm surrounded with nothing but women. I'm outnumbered here three to one. So I guess the only dudes I have that I have here are all cats and all their balls are gone. So, (laughs) (laughs) you know, what's funny is J dub was talking about that with, uh, with S dub that he is surrounded by pretty much, uh, all, uh, female with between, uh, between her and all of their animals are like 90% of the animals are all female. <laughs> he says that, I'm just I, outnumbered. I'm just used to it because my dad was gone a lot growing up with the army and everything and all that jazz and constantly working. So I was always just in a house with two women. So. <laughs> oh, it could be worse. Could be like a whole house full or, you know, like it could be like 30 nuns. You could have grown up with 30 nuns and. I probably would have been hit just as much. So, (laughs) Oh yeah. So anything else exciting going on down there? Not, not a whole lot really. I mean, not as far as nothing comes to mind, just like the same shenanigans, just work. And then every now and then some beer pong with my buddies and, managing power ranger social media stuff i've got a convention i'm going to on the 10th i think that's about it you know 
Well, I'd like to tell you there's a bunch of exciting things going on up here, but it's just pretty much uh, all golden mojo entertainment business we've been trying to kind of wrangle Yeah, around. no, you got a bunch going on. You talked about it today on the episode about uh, future plans for Murd Nerds and all that. So you guys definitely got some more stuff coming up. I'll be happy to have another one to listen to. Let's let's hope that uh, the old Golden Jay can do it justice. So you're still, I, I've, I've seen that you have the rocker chick talking about coming in every now and then and covering something. And J-Dub was throwing herself on those tracks too. <laughs> Absolutely. <clears throat> um, I, the, the, the idea that I have is uh, that we're going to release four to five episodes of a particular cold case. And we're going to do that four to five times a year depending on how the research goes and, you know, and recording schedules and, and, and doing all that. But I want to do five episodes on one single, single uh, cold case and then release it all at one time. And then you get a chance to binge all that in one shot. And then a couple months later, we'll do another one. Um, That sounds good. uh, The thing is, is that I promised a rocker chick that I would do all the research and have a story written for her. And then she can go in and read it. And, you know, we can just do that as far as recording, yeah, you know, that way she didn't have to do a bunch of research and get bogged down with that. Um, J-Dub, I'll do the same thing, but she's she's wanting to do some of the research on it. So I'm excited for that, too. So it'll take a little bit of the pressure off of me there. But yeah, it is a very different venture from what we normally deal with. Because like with our paranormal stories, like don't get me wrong, some of the paranormal ones can be rough. Like uh, some of the exorcisms Brandon covered, some of the stuff I covered with families, like some of it can be really dark, but like the, the digging deep into murder and especially with the murder nerds, they, I don't know how you guys are going to do it, but they originally covered unsolved uh, cases, which is, it's, it's rough because you don't get that added boost of, and then they got the bastard and right this and that, you know, so it, it can, I know for a little while there, it took its toll on the girls back in the day. Cause it, it's just researching the bleak over and over again. Absolutely. Absolutely. But th- to be honest, that's what I loved about the murderers was that it was unsolved cases and you got a chance to listen to the story and kind of piece it together as the story is being told and, you know, then you can kind of come up with your own idea of what you think that, uh, you know, well, let me ask you, did they cover this? Did they look at that? And like, you know, you can, you can, if you're doing the research, you can dig deep into that. Yeah, um, absolutely. Everybody has their fucking Sherlock Holmes moment where they're like, by God, Watson, I've figured it out. <laughs> absolutely. And, you know, uh, like I said uh, in one of the episodes, I solved like 95% of those pa- cases before we absolutely. were done recording. So I felt the same way, too. <laughs> and any excuse to watch forensic files, I'll fucking take, man. I love that show. That, that and Unsolved Mysteries and... Uh, um, I love Unsolved Mysteries. I have America's that on my... I have Unsolved Mysteries theme song on my favorites playlist on Spotify. So every now and then while I'm in the kitchen cooking, it's, it goes from playing like uh, Bon Jovi and the next thing you know, it's the Unsolved Mysteries theme song <laughs> just fucking coming in. 
absolutely love it because you get a murder case one week and then the next week it's like did these aliens really steal bill's fucking mail from his <laughs> mailbox and absolutely that's good shit now that is a dream job i would love to be a host on a show like that where i just get to sit there and just do like a little like six seven minute like intro and then a few pieces in between and that's it i'd be the guy that everybody goes to sleep listening to at night they're like i want to go to bed i'm gonna listen to strange happenstances with logan as the host i uh i do the same thing with josh gates i can't watch josh i I love watching josh gates i i think he's great um but we uh you cozy up on the on the couch or in the chair and you flip it on and you know 25 minutes into this episode this hour-long episode i'm fucking snoring like you wouldn't believe yeah it's, it's his voice man it just it just puts me down and and uh you know i could i really should just tune him in before i go to bed and i think it'd be yeah. great that's what i do <laughs> i either put on i can put i can do that with i mean realistically i can fall asleep to anything it drives Kayla insane because she she was, she didn't list have a she didn't have that before she had to start sharing a bed with me, but like I'll I'll put on Friends and put me out Forensic Files it'll put me out Unsolved Mysteries it'll do it it's just certain theme songs because all that was late night television when I was growing up right right so it if it comes on I'd just be like I start to get drowsy and I can go to sleep with it. <laughs> or if a certain episode comes on. I'll stay up because I, I just like, Oh, this is a good one. And next thing I know it's three hours later and I'm still not asleep. Uh, mine is, uh, I can do it to, uh, well, I can do it to TikTok. I found myself again, waking up with the same fucking TikTok video still playing over and over and over again last night. But mash, oh, the- mash is another one that I can flip on and it oh, just yeah. goes off to. Oh, it was the other day. Uh, me and Kayla, were uh about to play hero clicks which is just like a game with miniatures of superheroes and you you fight each other and i'm sitting here in this this exact chair and i've got a video open of this guy explaining me the rules to a certain like thing in the game and my ass sitting up in this chair holding this in my phone keeps falling asleep (laughs) and then i i wake up and i don't know that she's like she's seen me fall asleep and then i'll fucking rewind the video (laughs) fucking i'm like i i've missed all this rewind it again and next thing i know i fall asleep again and i fucking rewind the video again just kept doing it so uh we uh, actually we actually recorded episodes I don't know six one oh six and one oh seven last night and one of those episodes was mine and you know back to my you know what I've been kind of doing you know a, a, a place and then you know a couple places inside of this place or whatever and I wanted what I was looking for is I wanted um, firsthand. Uh, um, I wanted firsthand. What's the word I'm looking for? Firsthand experiences. Account. Yeah, first firsthand experiences from each one of these places, and I'd had such luck with it with uh, like the Hat Man, you know, finding stuff on Reddit. So I'm like, this will be great. I'll t- explain a little bit about the house or the or the the fort or whatever you know whatever it was in there, and then I'll get some firsthand experiences and I'll tell a story. And so I was digging and digging and digging and digging and I still was digging an hour before we started recording because I, and you know, and I'm sitting here at, I'm sitting right here and I've got the, I've got the laptop up and I've got the thing up and I'm sitting like this and I'm reading and I'm reading 
And the next thing I know, I wake myself up snoring. <laughs> and it's yeah. like, damn it. <laughs> Bobby's there's in there a, laughing at me. There's a certain point where you hit that wall to where, like, you could just watch it over and over again and you don't fucking retain jack shit. Yep. Because your brain's just like, yo, dog, we need to clock out. And you're like, nah, I'm going to rewind it. And you're like, why is none of this fucking sticking <laughs> at all? It's terrible. It's terrible. Yeah, it is. It's bad. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I can't think of anything else. How about those Chiefs going to the Super Bowl, baby? I was about to bring that up. I was sending you the, I sent you like two links to merchandise. Yep. The other day, I did not send you the Uno cards that Mattel was also putting oh, out. Shit, the, really? Yeah, and everything they put out, there is uh, it, what is it, the 49ers? Yes, that's going. Yeah, everything they're putting out, there's a 49ers equivalent beside it. Right on. So you know, you could pre-order you a 49 49ers Barbie, and if they lose, you're still gonna have that 49ers. <laughs> like, I guess they still went to the Super Bowl, <laughs> but they put out the Barbie. They put out the Uno, they put out the little people, which has your boy Mahomes and uh, Taylor Swift's buddy. Uh, yeah, Travis there, Kelsey. In the box set, too. Yeah, Travis <laughs> Kelsey. There you go. Yeah, listen, so, us us non football people just refer to it as Taylor Swift's boyfriend. Yeah, I yeah. don't even know if that's, I don't even know if they're, are they really dating? Uh, are they really? Da- yeah, they're really. Are, are they just friends? I don't know if they're dating. No, they're no, friends. but you, you uh, well, like you said, you're not a, you're not a football guy. So you missed out when he was, uh, uh, and so the, the AFC championship game, they win, they, they collect their trophy and then he goes down and now you're getting clips of him walking up to her and, uh, you know, the lip lock and the, I love you and the whole nine yards and oh, you know, all God. the Taylor Swift fans are just bubbling over with this. This is the greatest thing. Was ever. it? Uh, I saw somebody say something the other day where they're like, the only way this is going to be fair and, uh, uh, football fans will stop bitching as this if we start going to every Taylor Swift concert and fucking constantly cutting over to Travis Kelsey sitting in a fucking box at her concert <laughs> or be like interrupt her concert feed with a fucking football game <laughs> and see how the Swifties feel then. Well, I mean, honestly, um, when she was what was in Argentina on our on the bye week and he flew down there that's exactly yeah. what you got yeah and that's, that's they, fair's fair they scanned to him when he was in the box he was actually standing with uh, her dad her dad was in the box uh, the nice. little tent that they had yeah <laughs> all i'm saying is like the fucking nfl guys absolutely are just like talking at that that dude they've been like listen don't fuck this up our fucking sales <laughs> at your guys's games are through the fucking roof you better marry this chick. Yeah. You better live long with this girl. The only way it will ever get like more views than like T Swizzle being up there is if they breed and she's up there holding their new baby. <laughs> and then it'll be like right up there. I did uh I did uh, was uh I or I am with Mason uh a little earlier today and he sent me a picture of the Kansas City Swifties. It was a helmet with Taylor's head, you know, uh, silhouette on it and shit. And I'm like, well, did you see this? And I sent him the Barbie that you sent me. <laughs> get you the Barbie, man. I'm thinking well, I might got, have you to got order a grand, one. You get one for you and you get one for your granddaughter. Just put it away. She can play with the K-1 
Kansas City, Barbie? I mean, that, I mean, that depends on if that's the team she ends up rooting for. Because I think I've heard that her grandparents on the other side support a different group. Uh, well, and you know, that's a, it depends on which you know it depends on which granddaughter. Uh, Sora is um, she she loves the Chiefs, but um, she likes to give me uh, crap that uh, she also re- re- roots for the Seattle Seahawks. Well, yeah, that's her daddy's that team. That is her daddy's team. I saw that Chico's, I think he said his wife's grandparents root for somebody else. They, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, uh, the Detroit Lions. They become Lions fans. Over oh, the- they're Lions fans? That's unfortunate. <laughs> it hurts a little bit right now. But Listen, I'm not I'm not a big football guy, but I know that they're – there are two teams that constantly let their fans down like pretty hardcore. And one is the bears. Yep. And like, I say this loving Chicago, but like they know it. Oh yeah. They know, know it. it. And then there's the Detroit lions. And I know they let their fans down constantly too. The only other thing I know about the Detroit lions is Tim, the tool man, Taylor loved the Lions. He loved the lions. Absolutely. So. Well, but he loved the lions when, uh, you know, back in the nineties when Barry Sanders was still there, but I think what, yeah, yeah. so when the lions were decent, yeah, well, they were somewhat decent. Hey, listen, man, the, if you listen to Indiana chiefs fans, the, uh, the, the podcast, you would hear me talk about the lions coming out of this game. Um, you know, they are actually building it the same way that Kansas city did, you know, going to the AFC championship game, losing, and then coming back and go, you know, I'm hoping that they will come back and go to the next four of the next five Super Bowls. You know, uh, if they if they are on track to do the same thing that Kansas City did, yeah. And they, with their coach and their team, they got a lot of heart and a lot of passion, and they're all bought in. So I do believe that Detroit can come back just as strong next year, and hopefully, uh, hopefully, pin it down, get into the. What's big weird game. is it's it's the two teams I talked about are both teams that will burn shit down win or lose in the cities they're in <laughs> Absolutely. Chicago wins, burn it down. Chicago loses, burn it down. Yeah. Same with Detroit. The, you're missing one more though. And that's called the Cleveland Browns. Uh, so yeah, I don't know shit about the Cleveland yeah. Browns other than like, that is a horrible sports ball team name. The Browns, <laughs> the Browns, literally people say, I'm going to take the Browns to the Super Bowl. Talking about going to take a dump. Really? <laughs> Rethink it, man. Rebrand become something different. Uh, they love their Browns over there in Cleveland. That's for sure. When was the last time the NHL or the NFL had a new, I said NHL. Cause that's what I listed, uh, had a new team. Uh, it's probably been 20 years ago when they brought in, um, there was a, a, a resurgence of like two or three teams. I think that year, uh, I think Jacksonville was one of them. Carolina was one. Um, and the Texans, the Houston Texans, I think was the other one. I think yeah. that, I think those are the last bunch that they brought in. It kind of equaled everything out a little bit and, and they did a whole revamping of the entire thing. The Seattle Seahawks used to be in the exact same division as Kansas City, uh, the Chargers, the Raiders, and the Broncos. So there used to be five teams in that division in the AFC. And when they made all these other teams come in and you know they brought those other teams in, they totally just mixed it all up and, and sent uh, Seattle over to the NFC East or whatever the hell they are. I'm not even sure, but the West or... I don't even. I know. remember the last thing we got uh, in the NHL was when Vegas got their own team, mm-hmm. and fuck, did they make that a huge thing? Like I had already have my like lifelong teams I follow. I follow the Jersey Devils. I follow the Bruins. 
You know, I follow the Jersey Devils because as growing up as a kid, it was like, it's the Jersey Devil. It's metal as shit. I follow the Bruins because, you know, I like to see my team win. Right. <laughs> and people like to shit on the Bruins. It is what it is. They earn it. It's fine. But when they added the Vegas Knights, man, I watched that whole year. And those dudes, they, they brand new team. They had that huge unveiling and they stomped ass that whole year. Well, didn't they win the cup that year or was that the next year? No, they won the cup the, their first year. Right on. And it was it was insane because it's like new team and like Vegas fucking shelled out some money. They got them some serious <laughs> players on there, and they came in. They stomped ass, and I, it was it was pretty dope. I absolutely love hockey. I, I love I love uh, going to games. I love to watch games, but it just became such a a, a thing where it's like so much time was spent in front of the TV watching all these games. That I'm like, you know, between between NHL, between NFL and NASCAR, it was like, man, yeah. something's got to go. Uh, See, I'm right there with you, except for I didn't have football. I right. had NASCAR and hockey. But uh, we are actually heading to a Comets game on the 17th. Uh, Ooh, that should be fun. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, haven't been to a Comets game forever, so. Hockey is great. The older you get, the less viable it is to watch it on TV because it is fucking hard to keep your eye on that fucking puck. <laughs> Absolutely. It don't matter how big your TV is. It is, <laughs> it is. It moves so quick. The only way you can really determine where it's at is because you see different colored jerseys start heading in a different fucking direction. Yep. Uh, but it's also, it shares that same thing as NASCAR. It's like a lot of people are watching it to see people smack the shit out of each other. Yep. And the more modern hockey gets, as far as the NHL goes, the less you see nowadays, yeah. you still see it, but you see it way the fuck less. Well, you don't have the enforcers back when I used to watch a lot in the mid nineties, you know, you had certain guys that were the enforcers, you know, those are the oh. guys that would go out there and everybody wanted to pick on them. And Oh yeah. Yeah. And that was absolutely yeah, guys that could barely fucking skate that they founded a dive bar in their fucking city, <laughs> but they can lay hands like no other. They'd be like, yeah, Tim can't really skate more than 20 feet without busting his ass, but if he gets you in that 20 feet, <laughs> that person's going to be out of the game the rest of the fucking thing. <laughs> Absolutely. But yeah, I mean, it, sports has changed and everything. I haven't watched NASCAR in over a probably a decade if not more i i yeah they've changed the rules so much and made it so hard to to follow and watch i don't even do it anymore yeah and everybody i liked or hated to like hated and wanted to watch to see them yeah crash. Uh, are all are all gone so they're all retired and whatnot so it's just oh oh crusty wallace or <laughs> Jeff All Gordon. of them, man. Jeff Gordon's gone, and I love to root against Jeff Gordon. I know y'all, the, y'all's was a Jeff Gordon house. Well, at least on Bobby's side, it was a Jeff yeah, Gordon house. Yeah, the rest of us hated Jeff Gordon. <laughs> yeah, I, we, I grew up in an Earnhardt house, so yeah. it was is him. And then when he passed away, it was Junior, and then Junior retired. So it's just like what's... my thing with NASCAR was, like I said, you know, giving up so much time on a Sunday just to watch him, you know, wait for a crash, but. Uh, when, when Dale Earnhardt senior died, this, in my mind, in my eyes, the sport, it was died done with him. Yeah. Yeah. It was done. He was like the last of the great that was like still out there and competing and everything. And like, it was, that was, cause I was watching that race with my dad when that happened. That was, 
there were kids that didn't go to school the next day. Yeah. And like, and it was an excused absent. Like, <laughs> like yeah. Yeah. yeah I, was, it, I watched that. I watched that race. I remember it happening. And it's just, uh, it's fuck, and, and it's crazy too. Cause when the homeboy went out, you know, he had had such worse wrecks. Oh yeah. Like wrecks where you're like, there's no way that man's alive. And then he just crawls out of there and just walks away. And then it's just like a smaller wreck and it's just like gone. And you're just like, Oh, that's right. We are fragile fucking little pieces of shit. And, and like, just turning us the wrong way. And we're done. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, when, when junior doesn't even race for his dad's team, after all that's over because apparently he didn't get along yeah, with his that. stepmom. Yeah. Then, you know, yeah. you know, the sports fucked. It's just over with. So I, yeah, I that's, that was one of the other big reasons I quit watching altogether. So, all right, my man, we have sat here and shot the shit for like 35 minutes. Maybe we, ought to, get, maybe we ought to get into what we are here to talk about today. Uh, you uh, want to take it away? Sure. You think these people want to hear something about spooky shit? <laughs> I don't know. They're they're like, you guys have talked about football, hockey, and now NASCAR. Can you fucking get on to the paranormal? We'll get to it. We'll get to it. All right. So we started the month with episode 99, uh, the rocker chick, uh, January 3rd, covered Bobby Mackey's in Wilder, Kentucky. From slaughterhouse to roadhouse and then a music hall, this chunk of land has seen everything from ghostly apparitions, satanic worshipers, worshipers, good lord, <laughs> and your run-of-the-mill murder. As a self-proclaimed portal to hell, this that host unholy specters that love to follow visitors home. Bobby Mackey's, man, what can you not say about Bobby Mackey's? It's where the Ghost Adventures got their start. Oh, My yeah. boy, douchebaggins. <laughs> listen throw shade all you want i still watch that man because like he's been everywhere he's been everywhere so much that he's been everywhere like three times yeah that's true that's true you you got a location you like okay go watch ghost adventures you can see them go there when they were 20 when they're 30 and when they're pushing 42 fucking was it i think they're on like like 19 might i think maybe there might be in their 20s like as far as season wise goes but Bobby Mackey's is like a place that I think they sworn off now because of what happened with uh, Mark and Debbie Const, Const, Constantino, uh, which was sure. people that they investigated with. Uh, and those that couple went to Bobby Mackey's pretty regularly. Right. And unfortunately, that ended with a murder-suicide which is rough and like a lot of people in the paranormal community like to lean towards they're like they were overexposed to this i don't want to say what it was because it could just be mental illness or shitheadery that led to it um the ghost adventures touched on it and uh it was a nice episode for them their standards like it was pretty pretty tame episode when they talked about that but it's uh Bobby Mackey's is one of those wild places for sure, because there's like every haunting place. There's a lot of speculation. Like there is no proof that it was a slaughterhouse right. at any point. You can't find paperwork left saying to it, but just because there's not paperwork doesn't mean it happened. Also doesn't mean it did happen. It is what it is. It looks like a slaughterhouse. It looks like it could have been a slaughterhouse back in the day. Just the design and the way, you know, it. I don't even know how to explain it. If you just go look at pictures of it, I mean, it is just, it looks like a slaughterhouse. And 
I think that maybe that's probably why everybody thought it was. I mean, if there's no proof, then there's no proof. But I mean, it yeah. looks like that's what it could have been. But and I mean, who are I mean, it, sure, there might not be legal paperwork, but who are we to tell locals that have been passing stories down forever that like they're wrong? Like somebody's fucking great grandma has been like, oh, I used to get my cold cuts from there fresh off the hog. I'm like, okay, who am I to tell Nani she was wrong? I didn't fucking live there. <laughs> maybe they didn't file their fucking paperwork. Yeah, they weren't. I mean, well, maybe they weren't necessarily a, le, uh, I don't want to say legit, but maybe they weren't. Uh, Maybe it was kind of a side hustle. Yeah, you know, it might have been somebody's house, and in the backyard they were just slaughtering meats because it was their passion. Who the fuck knows? <laughs> I know people like that that do deer hunting that way. It's a but passion. It's either regardless, you can't really dispute the fact that there are tons and tons of people that have had paranormal experiences there. So, I mean, I can't shake my stick at shit because that's considered one of the most haunted places. I mean, there's a reason why all these paranormal investigators, famous and non-famous, all flock to that location. Right. Well, and, you know, uh, with the, with Nancy, what was the other, what was his name, Nancy, and what? Drew? Yes. I make you think about it now. You, you said yeah. it a minute ago. Oh, you're talking about Mark and Debbie? Mark and Debbie. God, where did yeah, I... Yeah, man, you were way the fuck off there. I was. I was way off. My my shit's going weird here. Hold on one second. Did your lights just change? Yeah, you like that? Yeah, that was kind of spooky. <laughs> uh, well, so Mark and Debbie. Sorry. Sorry, my bad. I don't know why I was thinking the other way. Um, You know... Th- speculation was that they brought something home with them. Well, yeah. And that it kind of goes with hand in hand with that whole vibe of that area. Yeah. And they were there constantly. So, I mean, I wouldn't argue with that logic. No, personally. Well, and we watched, uh, you know, uh, while she was doing her research, we watched several different videos. Uh, you know, Jack Osborne was one of them that, uh, that weirded out without his protection bag. And there was another investigator that wouldn't, didn't want to go back, but, but went back, you know, he claimed that something went home with him and, uh, you know, he, it messed with him for like six listen, months. Listen, I, if I was paranormal investigating that and somebody gave me a protection bag, I don't care if we're not getting anything. When somebody looks at me like, hey, man, maybe we're not getting it because you got your fucking safety bag on you. I'd be like, fuck you. (laughs) You get rid of your safety bag and go to a different side of the fucking building and see what you get. And I'll sit here with this on. I'll get jack shit and go home with not a fucking problem. That's right. Let me know. Well, as Mason said, he needs he wants a crystal bag, too, if we ever go, because he don't want none of that shit going home with him either. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. The fuck not. Like people are like, oh, I'd want, I don't mind. I want to see something like, OK, as a person that's dealt with paranormal shit, I've brought this up before. I haven't really disclosed like my big like happenstances stuff because I don't like the I feel like talking about it invites shit back in. Not about it. I don't recommend it. <laughs> Not at all. I'm pretty sure J-Dub will tell you the same, but like living with it, nah, that's for the fucking birds. Bring you a fucking bag. Maybe it'll spook you while you're there, but you know what it'll do? It'll fucking leave its ass there. It'll stay. Or go home with some other schmuck that came unprepared. That's right. Let them have it. They can end up on fucking whatever show on Discovery doing their weird like reencountance of it with their face blurred out and the weird voice on. (laughs) Absolutely. 
I'm not about it. I'll uh, go, but however, if I can have safety precautions, I'll take. Them. However, I would love to see the place. It is an iconic. It is an iconic Absolutely. place, and uh, and I think it would be really cool to see. You know, just to walk through one time and 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 see what they've done, especially if they're in the middle of remodel right now. So, yeah. Oh yeah, because you know the remodel really stirs up oh. the fucking hornet's nest. If if I'm the owner of Bobby Mackey's and like we could use a remodel, I'm like, nah, you can wait till I die. <laughs> <laughs> then y'all do it because I still got to be up in this joint and it's already problematic. Yeah. Yeah. No more, no more. <laughs> I know that, I know this is a case that uh, a few people have asked us to do. I know my buddy Kyle had wrote letters to us asking us to cover it. So it was, it was a good time to go. And it, it's one of those buildings that's got so much on it. You could always revisit it down the road and talk oh, about yeah. other people's stuff that's dealt with it. I uh, would like to go someday. It would be cool to go. Um, I keep saying I'm going to go to all these places, but yet I have yet to pack my bag and go to any of them. <laughs> we need to hit. We need to hit something up. You know? know, like it's 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 like our duty nowadays. Like I, most you people, know, are like I, when I get I hit 65, I want to go to Graceland. Us, it's going to be like I want to go to Waverly, or we'll go to Waverly, <laughs> or we'll go to the Myrtle Plantation. Or, right, right. I don't know, man. I. Uh, I feel that I'm letting our listeners down by not going to these places and not being an actual paranormal investigator, just a guy who tells stories. But I also feel like you're letting our viewers down by not going to those places. (laughs) Oh, well, you know, I got two willing co-hosts that would, uh, that would probably drive. So, I mean, yeah, absolutely. I I really have no excuses, but, uh, one of these days I'm going to take J dub out to little Egypt and, and listen, go to the bridge where the where the troll is at and shit and listen, see what happens there. Listeners, I am here to tell you that Little Egypt is so so goddamn disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> I have heard nothing but stories of this place since I was a crib midget. And when I went back to live in Indiana as a young adult, I go out there and I'm expecting like this massive cemetery and like this crazy <laughs> shit. I get out there and it's like fucking like seven tombstones it's gated off it's in the middle of what looks like a field and you're just like oh this is you always hear like underwhelming and overwhelming well fucking Egypt, little egypt is just whelming i was whelmed yeah that's yeah. it i had no extreme feelings one way or another i was just like huh <laughs> that was it well you know i spent many many a nights out there with your mom and with your aunt and why they hunted for the house that could never be found that everybody yeah. swears is out there and were or were they not drunk whilst you were doing that? They were not. Ah, surprising. Yeah, okay, they were not. Funny. They were not. They they were on a mission. I I remember sitting there while they ran through the woods many a times looking for this place, and yeah, I would just cool. sit in the car with a little uh, little uh, hair metal on and just watch and watch and wait, and nothing ever happened. But yeah, Golden Jay just sitting in the car, listening to some Ario Speedwagon. <laughs> You, you say that like it's a bad thing. No, it's not. <laughs> that's the only cassette I had in my Ford Escort. But I never knew that the bridge that's located just up the road from the cemetery actually is supposed to house a troll. Ooh. Yeah, I didn't know that until I started doing some research on it. And I'm like, fuck. Go check out a troll. I'd go check out a troll. You guys could drive your asses down to Gary, Indiana and go see the the haunted plot that is where the <laughs> Amons family house was before Zach Baggins bulldozed that bitch after it fucked up his eyes. <laughs> that I would love to go see. I would just like to go be in the presence of a house that 
one literally messed up his eyes and two scared him so shitless that the man that hoards everything paranormal was like, nah, bulldoze this bitch. <laughs> yeah. Cement that basement in and fucking roll them. The next day he had bulldozers out there. That's how bad it fucked with Zach Baggins. That's saying something. Cause this man, is just, it's just a hoarder yeah. of that shit. He Absolutely. fucking literally tore down a wall in his museum to build a room around the Kevorkian van that he used to euthanize people in, but was like, no, I have one of the hauntedest house in America. Nah, let's roll those dozers, dog. Tear it down. <laughs> it's that bad. Yeah, I'd go see that. I, hell, go. I'd go see anything. <laughs> All right, let's move on. All right, January 11th, Tusop went live for our 100th episode. So let's talk about that. Man. Um, that was fun. <laughs> it was fun when I got into it. I spent like the first 25% of that cussing at everything I was trying to do <laughs> to get in there. Yeah, you know, it's interesting when uh, when you work with technology you're not used to working with. And I researched it and and uh, studied it. Me and me and Chico did like two or three tests on the thing. And, uh, you know, come actual, uh, go time, it was like, shit, now we've run into more problems, you know? And it's like, uh, I don't know. Uh, there were several listeners who were actually like guests that could have talked at any given point in the middle of that show. And thank God they didn't, you know, I mean, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have cared. We would have definitely talked to him, but you know, it was just, it was, I don't know how this all worked out. It was just kind of crazy, but, um, I so enjoyed being able to, uh, have the chat board and to talk to, talk to our listeners. And, uh, you know, it was great. I loved it. And uh, I'm looking forward to doing it again. I just don't know. I don't want to oversaturate it. I don't want to do it like a hundred times a month and, you know, people get bored with it, but I'd love to do it again. And, that's why I think you will absolutely love the Discord when we get it out there because one, that's a place where they can talk all the time right. via like text, but also can and have a video slash voice channel where you can just pop in. You're like, let's say you're working one night and you just want to talk and somebody sees you in there, they can pop in and they can fucking talk to you. And it's nice. I'm, I'm yeah, we are lucky that nobody Baba Booey'd us by being able to just pop in there and just be like, Baba Booey, Baba Booey. <laughs> the old Baba Booey. Um, no, I, you know, the, the, the people that did have that access are, are, uh, are really big fans and, and have a lot of respect for us. And, you know, they, they just wanted to enjoy the show and I'm glad that they did. And like I said, I would have talked to all of them, but, um, you know, just uh, getting through what we were talking about and getting you actually up and running. And, you know, God, it's just so much fun. Just so much yeah. fucking fun. Yeah, I had turn out. 100 episodes, dude. That's crazy. Would you have thought that when we first started this or at least had this idea? No, because I remember when we first started doing it, everybody kept talking about like uh, post podcast stop after like seven episodes yeah. or this or that. And it just kept on going. And I mean, we have gained and lost host and that's for sure, but it never stopped rolling. So it kept on trucking. Here we are a hundred episodes and here's to the next 100. It's just going to keep on going. We're going to keep rolling. As long as we got spooky shit to talk about, we're going to keep on keeping on. 
never ending spooky <laughs> shit to talk about, man. All right, what do we do next? Next on January 17th, episode 101 was J Dub, and she covered different legends, mythical creatures, deities, and cryptids of China. And boy, did she cover a bunch, and she had the uphill battle of <laughs> being able to pronounce that shit. Because I would not have been able to even come close. I would have been like, I'll do three of them and I will learn how to pronounce just those three or try my best because the Chinese language is hard. It is hard. Unless, unless you say celestial stag. Oh, good Lord. (laughs) I know Mason sent you all a message about that later on. Oh man. Still, they're still coming. (laughs) I'm sure they are. I love it. (laughs) Celestial stag sounds like a boner pill you'd get at a truck stop. Uh huh. Uh huh. Out of the little vending machine above the urinal. Yep. Yep. (laughs) That's exactly what it sounds like. Like you have a hard time getting it up. Try a celestial stag. (laughs) Celestial stag lasts longer than three hours. Call a doctor or more ladies. Or yeah, call your buddies and uh, you know (laughs) high five them because damn. Yeah, I'm not calling the doctor. I'm going to use that thing. (laughs) Yeah, all right. (laughs) Uh, She covered a lot from phoenixes to dragons. Just uh, hell, we even talked about uh, the the hopping ghost of Japan or of China. Um, I did. I listed down two of uh, ones that stick out to me that I like over there, and I'm going to absolutely butcher their names. Uh, the first one that came to my mind was the Jinmu Ya. It is a plant, uh, human hybrid that lives in the deep forest of China, a giant tree that grows smiling human heads as fruit claimed to have a sweet and sour flavor when it's ripened. Legend goes that, you know, one is near when you, the forest becomes loud with the sound of a thousand happy heads laughing. Oh shit. And it's not maniacal. It's got it's it's not trying to lure you there to murder it or nothing. It's just there. It's just this big ass tree that grows basically human heads that giggle. And I guess at one point somebody's like, I'm gonna eat one of those. Which I, I don't know the train what train of thought that person had. <laughs> I don't think I would be trying to I wouldn't go near a plant a tree with heads that are giggling on it, first and foremost, let alone be like, I'm gonna eat one of those. Were they was it tasty? Did they like it? They said it was sweet and sour, so somebody liked it. Okay. And then another one that I liked was the Shui Gai, which I, like I said, I'm probably butchering these. <laughs> uh, but the legend goes uh, in China, if you die drowning, your fate is much worse than just a watery death. You come back as a Shui Gai. That legitimately translates into water ghosts. These spirits are doomed to wait in the water for another swimmer or boater to come across them when they're in arm's reach the spirit drags them to the bottom of the water to suffer death via drowning then that spirit is set free and its victim takes its place in the water waiting for a victim to take its spot right and it's watery grave so it's just a big fucking circle of like okay i died drowning so now i drowned you now you drown the next person and i get to go to the afterlife right right so there's always a fucking spirit in the water in china basically (laughs) what that revolves around too That'll make you not want to go swimming. Yeah, absolutely. With legends like that, I don't know how anybody gets in the fucking water in China. Yeah, no kidding. Be like, this person drowned. Okay, so now there's a spirit in the water. So if I get in the water, 
they're going to absolutely try their best to drown me so they can go to their afterlife and have a good time. I'll just be like, nah, I'm good. And uh, if somebody drowns in a bathtub in China, <laughs> is that... Or like a hot tub? Like, does that mean like they're in there? Boy, you got me on that one. I'm not 100% sure how that would work out. Because the legend says if you drowned, that's what happens. So right. like if you... If something shitty happens and like you fall, you're unconscious, you drown in a puddle. Are you just <laughs> fucked as a ghost because now you're haunting that spot where there was a puddle? Um. Wow. Uh. What was it in the middle of the road? Uh. Was it I mean, a- it's just wherever a puddle was, man. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like it, it's just like I gotta know. I've gotta know like the stipulations. Like let's say, uh, let's say fucking uh, Timmy has a fucking stroke while he's eating his fucking Wheaties, and he drowns in his bowl of fucking cereal. Oh shit! Is he now a spirit that haunts that bowl, or does he haunt the chair that he died in? I mean, well, I mean, he's got to wait. In the, he's got to wait in some kind of. Or does it not count because it's not water? Oh. Is it like a loophole? Is it like it's milk, so it doesn't count? <laughs> or is it just the act of drowning? It doesn't matter what kind of fluids it is. I'm, I'm betting there's probably um, a manual or something on that, that that gives more specifics. It's like a like a uh, you know a rule book. Yeah, I would like to think that there's some monks somewhere in China that have like flushed <laughs> that out. But like, if you drown in puddle, yes, that counts. It's water. You drown in bowl of cereal, no. <laughs> Because at that point you would be a milk ghost, and that's a whole other thing. You haunt cows. <laughs> Absolutely. These are the questions we need to answer as paranormal investigators. That's right. That is correct. We're going to put J Dub on that since this was her story. Absolutely, I agree with that one hundred and ten percent. But yeah, she had a ton. There was a ton of uh, cryptids that she went over in that, and. Uh, um, she had quite the uh, time trying to pronounce those names, and and uh, it was a lot of fun just to to watch her. <laughs> that that area is just they they have always been very steeped in paranormal culture, and like not a not a lot of their beliefs have changed with time. They still are all fairly like it's very current with all of them. Right, they right. all respect the dead very much in China and Japan. Uh, they don't really fuck around with ghosts because the, in their in their culture, if you disrespect a ghost, their ghost will fuck you up. <laughs> they will follow you home. They'll do awful things to you. They will mess with your prosperity. Uh, there's stuff like, uh, I can't remember if it's in China or Japan where the suicide forest is, and that's just terrifying. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's that forest where people are known to go commit suicide, unfortunately, and their spirits are like trapped there, which is just a horrifying concept. Well, didn't uh, some famous YouTuber actually film? Uh, yeah, I think that was one of the Paul brothers, yeah. Logan or whatever the hell Paul went out there and they filmed the body of somebody that was out there. Because it's one of those things is where it's like, it's not a thing like you go out there, you might do this. It's one of those things where it's like you go out there, you will absolutely either find the remains of somebody or find somebody that just recently did it. Yeah. Because that's what that place has become, unfortunately, through ages and ages, people just it's a culture where your honor and stuff is very important. And like, these people are like, okay, well I've got no coming back from this. And they're like, I'll go to the forest. 
to remove myself from other people so they don't have to find me. Well, then it ended up being like other people doing it and more people doing it. Right. And it just became this huge thing to where like you walk through these woods and you'll see tents and like stuff showing you that clearly there were people there that came there to do something. Unfortunately, it's really awful. And yeah, I'd leave it to an American dude to go out there and make a fucking spectacle of it. Right. Right. Yeah. 100%. Uh, but yeah, I, I love I love uh, taking trips across the uh, the ocean to some of these different places. We've done it, we've done it a few times, not a lot, but uh, it's always a lot of fun to dive into other cultures and you know some of the cryptids and creepies of of other nations. So absolutely, we need a we need to punch more passports. Let's go check out some ghosts in Ireland or right. England. I know we've done like Vietnam and we've done Germany with the Krampus and stuff like that. But it'd be cool. Yeah, I always love a. There's a lot of good spooky stuff that are is outside of the America, so it's fine. It's good to every now and then go out there and check it out. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, we just don't need to stick with our own little um chunk of land. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Hell, let's go find out about some Canadian fucking cryptids and fucking ghosts. You don't hear a lot of Canadian ghost stories off the top of your head. Huh, never really thought about have it. Some yeah. going up there. There's some guy be. haunting a Tim Hortons up there. Or... <laughs> you, you come back to your table, your donuts are half gone, eh? <laughs> yeah. I'm all for it. There's a lot of moose death up there. Like people die by a moose. Oh, and I yeah. imagine you haunt a chunk of land if you get killed by a moose because. A moose gets you. You probably didn't even know it was coming. So I imagine you become a spirit then just out of confusion. I was watching some video the other day of a moose come running through. My God, those things are violently fast. Unbelievably. Oh, no. I read a fucking statistic one time that like, and somebody made a comic book out of it. It was terrifying. There were like uh, number one causes of aquatic deaths. And I think it's either Canada or, or Alaska. And it's like at the top of it. It's, uh, it's like moose. Yeah. And it's like, how does that even make sense? And it, it, the comic book was of a diver down there and, uh, it's, he, he sees a fucking moose go by him underwater and he's like, what the fuck? And then the next thing you know, the moose, it gets eaten by a fucking, uh, orca. And apparently that is like one of the biggest death rates for moose in Alaska is that fucking whales eat them because they're just fucking at the bottom of the water, just bouncing around <laughs> on the bottom. <laughs> the shit's insane. Why people live up there. I don't fucking know. Oh my God. You know, I'm not looking to die via moose or fucking whale. I'm out either or I just don't want to be in the cold. I don't yeah, want to no, yeah, I don't want to be that cold all that much time during the whole entire year. Well, that's why I covered the Spectre moose back in the day because I was like, one, moose are already terrifying. And then you got a moose that's like seemingly a ghost, right. but still just as pissy as a regular moose. <laughs> I'm not about it. <laughs> oh. So next we had January 24th, hey. episode 102, The Hat Man, covered by Golden Jay. We got The Hat Man and Shadow People is something that has plagued humanity seemingly since the dawn of the existence of humans although the hat man himself seems to be harmless uh and more of a specter of spectating how you like that specter of i spectating. like that i like that a lot meanwhile the shadow people can go either way some people tie these creatures closely to sleep paralysis others to shadowy demons or vengeful spirits even as a phantom warning of death being near 
shadow people, man. Like I have never had an experience with uh, the hat man, but I have for sure had experiences. One as an adult that I would, I'm hard pressed to say if it was a spirit or sleep paralysis because it could lean either way. Right. And then one as a child that 112% I know was not sleep paralysis because my ass was not asleep. <laughs> when we were living in the house in Atwood, my parents had that big fucking L-shaped couch in the living room. Remember? Yep. And it, and with these couches, the this one this one had more of a bend instead of a right angle to it. Yeah. So it was pushed in a corner. So there's this big space behind the couch where there was a Glade plug-in that fucking like nearly blinded me as a kid because I was back there fucking squeezing it like a dipshit. <laughs> but I left my room, which is in this back hallway, which you had to walk through the living room to get to the kitchen. Yep. And I I swear on my children, I shit you not. One night I'm walking through the living room. I go to the kitchen. I get in the kitchen. I get me a glass of water. We had one of those old refrigerators that you get the water out of the door and everything. And I drink it. I sit it down. I go to walk back in my room. And when I get to the living room, I see what looks like human-esque shadow in that fucking corner just kind of like raise up. Just No eyes, no nothing, but it's just it's clearly something there. Right. At least to my probably seven or eight year old seeing ass. They look like something was there, like something raised up. And now this was the point to where like I'm halfway in the living room. I'm I'm halfway to the kitchen. I'm halfway to the bedroom bedroom. And I have to I had to make a fucking choice. It was like, okay, run past it, get back to where my parents are, to more likely to my bedroom, because if I run in my dad's room yelling there's something in the living room. The first thing I'm going to get caught with is why the fuck are you out of your bedroom in the first place? <laughs> or I backtrack towards the kitchen. Now, mind you, at this age, I am I am scared of the kitchen at night because it's close to the fucking uh, the, the furnace, the hot water heater, which makes right. fucking horrible gurgling noises from a closet in the back. Right. But my ass is so scared of what I see in this corner that I haul ass back to the fucking kitchen. And I just turn the light on and I just sit at that big oval fucking kitchen table we had. And I sit there until my father gets up in the morning. (laughs) His coffee maker comes on and I'm still just sitting at that table just waiting. Because in my head, I'm like, if he's up, I'm good. I'm safe. If it don't get him, we're good. (laughs) Well, you're not wrong. I mean, yeah, you know, no, I mean, yeah. it worked out. He got up. He asked me what I was doing up so early. And I was just like, oh, I just got up and him not knowing that I've been up for hours, just sitting at that fucking table, just hoping something doesn't turn around the bend and fucking spirit away my little ass. <laughs> but as an adult, I in my sister's house. Now I used to live with her. I was laying in bed and I was like dozing and then I fall asleep and then I wake up and I, I lean more towards sleep paralysis here, but I don't know. I'm not an expert, so I can't say if so if if sleep paralysis is something that you deal with because your brain's bouncing between dream states and you're half awake, or if it is a spiritual thing that people just lump into of something because they're scared and don't want to admit it. Um, I'm laying in my bed. It's a twin size bed. My door's right in front of me, and I see something very similar to what I saw when I was little, but it was a human shape that grew from the floor up and grew up past my door 
to where it was really fucking tall, probably nine feet. And I'm laying there and I can't do shit. I can't scream. I can't move. I can't yell. And this is when I'm living with my now brother-in-law, Jeremy, our buddy Colton and my sister. They're all in the living room. And when I can finally fucking move, the first thing I do is scream like a little bitch. (laughs) Top of my lungs. I just fucking scream. And then Jeremy and Colton come through the door and I'm like, there was fucking something right there. And they're like, were you having that sleep paralysis? I don't know. I don't fucking know, but I'm awake now and I'm fucking leaving this room. Well, a lot of the, a lot of the stories revolved around sleep paralysis with seeing the hat man. And, um, you know, there wasn't, I think there was like one instance in one of those stories where somebody saw it during the day at like five o'clock in the afternoon or something like that. But most everything was at night and there was never any, there was never any, um, malice in him at all. I mean, it wasn't like he attacked them or anything like that. It just sent so much fear and, you know, dread into them that they, that people just didn't know how to respond. A lot of people just lifted up their covers and hid their heads for absolutely. Yeah. If you can fucking absolutely cover your face, I fucking would. <laughs> but I wanted to thank Eric. Uh, you know, we talked about this on the actual episode, but uh, thanks again to Eric for tagging us, the United States paranormal in, in a post that, uh, you know, was something he had run across and, and it was just super cool because I, I I seen it and I'm like, I don't even know who this guy is. I didn't know he was a listener. I'd never heard from him before. And, and, uh, you know, to get tagged like that was just fucking super cool. And, and, uh, you know, I've emailed with him several times, uh, since then. Plus he was on our, he was, he was listening to the 100 show. So, nice. uh, but yeah, that's, uh, that's the cool thing about our fans right there always, uh, commenting and tagging us and stuff. And, and, you know, I, I hope we got a good story out of it. Um, I had a lot of fun looking into it. There's not a lot on him in general. Most everything I found was pretty much the exact same story. Yeah. That's why I went with all the, um, personal, uh, there I am back to that word experiences again, you know, um, that's why I went in that direction because I thought it'd be a little more, uh, insightful what people had run across over the years. So, yeah, that's definitely, I feel like that's one of those stories that a lot of people can relate to because a lot of people have seemingly had experiences with, like I said, I'm not an expert. I won't say that one way or the other is real or not real. I won't say it's sleep paralysis for sure. I won't say that it's a spirit. I don't fucking know. I know that one of the situations I had with, the what seems like to be the same thing i was absolutely awake i can say another one that i had i was absolutely teetering between awake and not awake right i don't know if it's something that is that legitimately lives in the shadows i don't know if it's something that comes at a certain time of night i don't know if it's something that's completely just in your fucking brain well, All I know is that it last it lo- it it left a lasting impact on me from a child to an adult. A lot of the people, uh, you know, the ones that seen him repeatedly, it was at a specific time. But all those times were different for different people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, it's just crazy because it's, there's no there's no outline to exactly 
when this hat man was going to show up I you know, wish, in different scenarios. I wish that people that made these, uh, that, that posted these events would say what state of mind they were in when that happened. Like, what if it's something, this is how I relate to it, because both times I've dealt with it was times where I was tired. Right. Uh, I'm wondering if your brain hits a certain fog at a certain point of your like your your consciousness to where you could just be susceptible to seeing things that you're not supposed to. And you're not catching like a full glimpse of what's actually there, but you're catching the shadow of it. You know, like maybe they aren't shadows. Maybe that's not what they look like. Maybe you're just, your brain's just foggy enough to where you're catching the B side of them. You're not catching their full self, but you're catching their shadow of them. Just like we have shadows. Right. I mean, that's where my brain goes. That's how I think of it. Because like I said, both times I had experiences. One was when I was, I was awake as a kid. I was clearly awake. I was moving through the house, but I was really fucking tired. Right. And the other was when I was teetering between awake and asleep as an adult. So I like to think that maybe that's it. Maybe your brain's just open enough to where you're seeing something. Just like people that are near death seem to like there's a lot of accounts of people that are like on death's door or about to die saying they're seeing other people in the room. Right. Or this and that before they go. Maybe your brain's just groggy enough to where you're seeing stuff that you don't normally see. Yeah, it makes you uh, makes you wonder if that that portion, that time between, um, you know, what, what, before you get into your REM sleep is what they, I guess, what they call it. That you know, just before you get into that, if that is your opening of the veil, you know, that we talk about small kids have, you know, that veil is very thin. Is that still our, is that our adult veil? Is that where it's at? If you're just right at the brink of, you know, you're asleep, but you're not into that deep, deep sleep. I mean, I, I've, I've never seen a shadow figure. I've never seen the hat man. I've never, never anything like that, but I have, have been at that moment where you're just about to hit that deep sleep and I've heard somebody yell my name. Yeah, exactly. And who's to say that that's not somebody from the other side Yeah, or something from the other side. And like I said, it, in a spec, uh, people can lean the other way too. They could be like, that's just your brain. Yeah, exactly. Clicking over to this. It could lean either way. It just really been, it just really, lean whichever way you want listeners. You know, if you want to lean on the, on the skeptic side, lean that way. If you don't and you want to lean towards the more of the paranormal, lean that way. We're not here to tell you which way to go. No, absolutely We're not. We're just saying how we feel about it personally. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because we are not experts by any stretch of the imagination. We're just here to learn and talk about it with that, with, uh, with each other and all of you guys out there. I personally just lean towards paranormal when it comes to that because like if you think about it, your brain like you you are so more so much more susceptible to noises and stuff and noises heat changes all this when you're barely awake like the slightest change in temperature while you're asleep can just wake you up right you just you're at a heightened sense of something you wouldn't be aware of as as awake and doing stuff but you're asleep and 
uh, it gets a little bit hotter, a little bit colder, you wake up, you hear something, something that normally would get no reaction out of you, and it startles you at that way. I think our monkey brains were made to be more susceptible to things while we're asleep to keep us alive. And who's to say that that's not cranked so far up that we're picking up on stuff that we can't right. while we're awake. That's just how I feel about it. Absolutely. I, I, I will agree with you on that. I, I can see that and appreciate that, uh, that side of it. I, I've never really sat down and thought a lot about it. Like I said, you know, I've had experiences where I'm just in that, I'm in that zone. And all of a sudden it's like, you hear your name be screaming and you're like, the hell was that? I got up to walk to the bathroom the other day. And so for my two monitors in the studio, I've got uh, TCL TVs. The, you know, they're the, uh, the smart TVs and, you know, they make a specific sound when you shut them off. It's like, you know, yeah. come along that. And, uh, I was walking from my bedroom to the bathroom and past this room. And I swear to God, I heard one of these TVs shutting off, you know, now I was half asleep. I mean, I, yeah. you know, I could have been imagining that I have no idea, but, uh, I opened up the door and looked in and looked around and there wasn't anything on and it was just kind of crazy. You're a braver man than me. I wouldn't have fucking went in there. <laughs> it would have made that noise, and I would have just been like, nope, and just go take a whiz and go right the fuck back to sleep. Sometimes you just got to look, man. Man, I've seen enough horror movies to know that doesn't fucking end well. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so but, we had one more. Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, I just want to say uh, once again thanks to Eric and, uh, and, um, you know, all the things that uh, got us to that episode, man. I I really appreciate it. So love it. All we right. have one more story this month that dropped today. Uh, it was episode 103, February 1st, right? No. Yeah. No, January no, 31st. February, January 31st. Sorry. Yeah. Dropped yesterday. See, my schedule's all fucked up. <laughs> uh, took us to the gates of hell, Riverdale yeah. Road. This stretch of road has a grab bag of hauntings and paranormal events from classic women in white to phantom joggers, a haunted one light Camaro and a bloody handprints left behind by adolescent spirits. Yes. I have, uh, I did some research on it after I listened to it and everything. And it just like, it's like, like the rocker chick said, it's just, there's a lot. It's just, it's, it's called one of the most haunted roads in America for a reason. Right. There's a lot of different accounts. A lot of people having accounts with the same thing. One thing I did find out while researching it is that the house is very split on its story. Like the, the house that clearly the guy said that the devil influenced him and he snapped or he went insane and burnt the house down with his wife and kid in it. What I found about that uh, leaned more towards the skeptic side but we've talked about it. Oh, I'll just get into what I found real quick and then we can talk about it. So the original owner, David, I'm going to mispronounce this, Wolpert. Okay. Died in 1909 at the age of 75. His wife died a few years later in 1915. Both left this world of old age by official reports. In November of 1975, the home was engulfed in flames with no injuries or fatalities reported. Due to the fact that in May of 1975, the home's chicken house burnt down. Whilst tending to that fire, the local fire department depend, uh, deemed the old home a fire hazard 
and a danger to the community, and the current residents of the home were ordered by the owner uh, to get out. The fire department told them they had to get rid of the tenants, which is a little weird, just being able to tell them, like, no, get them out. (laughs) When they moved out of the house, uh, the house suffered massive amounts of vandalism in a very short time. Some people tie all this to the fact that in January of 1975, Dr. Hugo Roderick had tried to file the house as a historic landmark and protect it, but the owners were not having it seeing how the house made them money via renters. They seemed to think that Hugo paid off the fire department to get the house vacant, so the locals claimed that the owners burned the house down to spite Hugo. The more of like, if we can't make money off of it, you can't fucking have it for your historic landmark shit these are just what this these are the records that were out there for the public to have now this leads to me to we've talked about it i think we've talked about on almost every other side we've done about tulpas and the amount of people believing in something making it so oh yeah yep and it seems like both that since 1975 people have all been saying like a crazy guy burnt his house down his wife died in there and this becomes their truth. Right, right. This becomes what parents, grandparents tell their kids, which they tell their kids, and it stops becoming uh, an urban legend and starts becoming fact to the community, which evolves psychic energy if you're into that, if you believe in that, which just warps reality to where it's like so many people say it, so many people think it, it becomes real. Right. Yeah, they bring it into reality. Yeah, which it seems like it was already on a stretch of land that already was ripe with paranormal energy. Right. Clearly, with all the other things tied to it, to where like I think that has become the fact for that house itself now. It might have been just a normal house that got burnt down by a pissed off owner and nobody got hurt, but now as far as that land and that energy goes, it is steeped in something far worse. And as time goes, and if that story changes, I imagine the energy of that area will also change. But as far as now, and it has been, that place is just fucking riddled with something, something beyond our comprehension that causes spirits or stuff conjured by energy to exist prominently in that area. Yeah, uh... Uh, for starters, it's interesting to say that, you know, uh, fire department comes in and says, you know, you can't you can get your tenants out now. Um, I was just watching a story on the news this morning. Um, there's a hotel locally that, uh, you know, it's kind of a rent by day type thing. And a lot of people live, uh, you know, day to day into these hotels. Um, you know, I think it's like 10 bucks a day or some shit like that. It wasn't very, you know. But the the city came in and said, no, it's con- it, it needs to be condemned. And they are kicking all of these tenants or all these people that were, you know, living in these rooms. They're kicking them all out. And a lot of them have no places to go. So when you said that, that's the first thing that came to mind. It's like if somebody in a higher power says that the this house is, you know, needs to be condemned or whatever. I can totally see that because I just watched it happen with a hotel around here on the news. It's crazy to think, though, like they went there to put out essentially a chicken coop fire. Right, right. And then they're like, hey, while we're here putting out this chicken coop fire, let's take a look at that house. <laughs> and they're like, nah, kick these fuckers out. And like I said, this is just months. 
months after a dude was like, hey, let's get these people out of here. Let's restore this place. This is a historic landmark. And the owner was like, no, fuck you. That doesn't pay. Right. My renters pay. And then all of a sudden the fire marshal's like, no, your chicken coop burnt down. You guys get the fuck out of this house. You're a danger to everybody. It's like, uh. well, maybe the fire guys had to go pee and they went in there and they noticed how bad and how beat down it was. I mean, it was built in <laughs> fucking, it was built in like the early, the late 1800s. Right. Or like mid 1800s. Uh, and it was a brick house. So, I mean, it, it probably wasn't up to code. <laughs> Absolutely. It's still so, like two wire electric. <laughs> yeah. It's probably one of those places where there was no electric run in it originally. So all the wires are just fucking stapled to the fucking oh, wall. Oh, yeah. Shit. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. It, like it, I said. It's interesting that, you know, all the things that go on in some of these, uh, these places, these, ri- these roads, Riverdale is, is one of uh, a couple of them that, uh, that I know about. And, you know, just the, the fact that, um, uh, well, a couple, a couple outtakes from this is, you know, let's talk about the, the story from the woman that she talked about it towards the end of her story, uh, who went and did just long investigations along this road and how she claims that one side of the road is just completely normal. But when she walked on the other side of the road, it was like the veil was lifted and she could see all kinds of things while she was walking along. And I mean, how often does that play into normal everyday, everyday driving around? If you're on one side of the road, you never see anything, but you drive, you know, somebody else is driving a different direction. They see something totally different. You know, you understand what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, it gives a whole different definition to the other side of the tracks. You know, (laughs) it's just, it's one of those things. It's where I think that something else we've talked about, I've talked about before is ley lines. I think it really depends on these lines of natural energy that flow through the world itself, not just America. And I think that road is just smack dab in the middle of one to where it literally just splits it. Right. It's like, all right, right side of the road, you're normal. You go over to the left-hand side, you better be ready to get fucking grazed <laughs> by a fucking ghost jogger going by. And yeah. you don't think too hard on something because you might make it fucking come into this world. Oh, so. yeah. Um, the other thing was, is uh, Chico texted me uh, Wednesday morning. and He's like, I heard something at 37 15 37 minutes and 15 seconds in the background and i don't know what it is and uh i'm like did we catch another puck wedgie type thing or what 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 do we got going on here so i went and listened to it i didn't hear it i had headphones on but i was coming through my phone and i when i brought it down to uh i come back to the end of the studio and brought it down to just a single track and uh, the way that your Aunt Bobby laughed, she had a laugh and she was like a pause and then she finished her laugh. It made it sound like there was something in the background. It was crazy as fuck. Yeah. No, then see, that just shows you right there. Like his senses are heightened because he's listening to something spooky. Right. And then his brain is picking up on something that most people will fucking miss. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that goes back to what we were talking about earlier. It's like we got monkey brain dog, you know. It's looking out for th- certain things. Your brain's at like a high alert to paranormal shit because you're listening to something paranormal and your brain's like, I heard something that you normally would not fucking pick right. up on. I don't, I don't know how these paranormal investigators go through all that video and find things. I would miss all kinds of shit. I don't, you know, it's, it's insane. I mean, 
I mean, they're probably more trained than I am to sit there and watch a video that they've taken and, and find something in there. But, uh, you know, how many times have you had to go back and watch a video or have them slow it down for you? And you're like, Oh, there it is. I see it now. (laughs) I think, I think they have to be sitting there on a screen. That's got like the vocal breakdowns and have, they have to have that thing like spread as far as they can. And they have to be looking for like little peaks. Right. And stuff like, cause there, there, there's certain ones. It's like, first of all, if I'm doing that, I think for the original listen through, I would have to be wearing a blindfold, you know, right. I have to be like, I have to be all ears and nothing else because the way my brain works, I'll be looking at shit. I'll miss something. So I'd have to be like, all. <laughs> I'd have to have a face mask on and just be listening. Like, okay, I heard something there. Take off my headset, make a note, go back, listen to it. Right. I imagine that's why they can pay those people. Zach Baggins got somebody to do it for him. Right. Comb that shit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but there you go. That is the January review. What do we do? Five episodes? Yeah, we have one, two, three, four, and five. Yep. Yep. Four in the live shows. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It's been a good month. Uh, 2024 has started off pretty good. So, uh appreciate all the people who listen every week and uh send us uh um ims or emails or you know give us uh, uh likes on our social media or comments on our social media we appreciate all of that stuff you don't even know how much we appreciate it look at all of it uh i try to respond to as much as i can but I don't get every piece of it. So if if you've done something and I haven't responded, it's not because I don't love you. Trust me. <laughs> Golden Jay's got a couple things going on, so he does he misses things from time to time. But uh, that's a I, fucking I, understatement. <laughs> I do appreciate everybody that takes their time to listen to the United States Paranormal. So yeah, January review. How do you how do you feel about January? I think uh, I mean as far as like. Two stop going, it's great. As far as like sickness and stuff over on my end, not fantastic, <laughs> but you know, it's to be expected. It's the colder side of the month and everything. Yeah, so, I'm ready for it to be over. I'm ready yeah, for the I'm cold ready to be for over. I don't get as much of a grace period. Like when it starts to warm up here, it just warms way the fuck up. And right. I don't have any like nice, brisk 75 degree weather <laughs> and everything out here. It goes from cold to fuck you hot. So, <laughs> oh. Well, I uh, I do want to say um, while Logan plays with, why do you have a mannequin with a with a bra on it? Oh, uh, that's because Kayla. This is Kayla's uh, form, and she has been making chainmail. Oh, so, nice! So she made all that. She has way more uh, patience than me because this is insane. She has to unbend these little circles and then clip but, them, and like it's 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 and then make the design the how she wants it to look yeah it's insane i don't know how she does it yeah if you're watching this on youtube uh it, it's pretty impressive it's a pretty impressive piece yeah it's bonkers i just thought logan was doing something different these days no i mean i, I look good in it i'm not gonna <laughs> lie <laughs> but anyways like i was saying if uh you're enjoying the other side we have a treat coming for you over the next four months Starting, I can't remember, is it uh, February 10th? I believe that is the release date. You want to tell them about what's going on? Yeah, uh, we're going to have a bonus episode of The Other Side uh, once every month. And I think the last one's going to air in May, I believe. I think you're right. 
And it is going to be where I have every member of TUSOP on individually on the other side, and I'm going to interview them. So you, the listeners, can get to know them a little bit better. It's not going to be just spooky stuff. You're going to get to know about the hosts themselves. We're going to be starting off with the rocker chick, followed up by Golden J, then J-Dub. And then at the end, I myself will be interviewed by Frankie Vegas from the Golden 80s podcast, (laughs) which I'm looking forward to. And so is he. (laughs) Frankie has definitely come on uh, as an interviewer, and I'm uh, excited to give him this opportunity to do this. And uh, he's looking forward to it also. So I'm just excited for me and Frankie to have some alone time. I know, right? I'm a little concerned. <laughs> a <laughs> little bit concerned. But we figured this would be a good way for everybody to get to know <laughs> the team a little bit better. Uh, because we do, you guys do know everybody pretty well from just like the small talk and everything at the beginning. But this is a good time to have just time set aside for each host to just talk about their lives and what they've done what they are doing and what they plan on doing and just get to know them a little bit better. Absolutely. I think, I think it's gonna be great. I'm looking forward to it. Although I don't know that what you can dig up on me that I haven't already fucking talked about. So that's fair. Just, but you've covered bits and pieces of your life on different shows (laughs) and not every two person (laughs) is probably seen every one of them. Oh, that is absolutely true. Yeah. So I'll wedge it. I'll wedge it all in here. We'll figure it out. And I guarantee you these interviews will be different lengths depending on who's talking. So, oh yeah, you know ours will be 2 hours, but Yeah, so if like J Dubs is like an hour and 30 minutes and then me and Golden Jays is like 3 hours, 4 hours, don't be surprised. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But it's going to be so. fun and starting that'll start uh, you'll get your first one on February 10th and uh we're so looking forward to doing it. So, and hopefully yeah, so you'll good. have some you guys will have some fun with it and get to know Get to know J Dub and the Rocker Chick a little bit more than than just uh, the fact that she shits in a J Dub shits in a bucket. And I'm I'm excited for it because like I know out of all the hosts, I definitely know more about Golden Jade than I know about the others. Right? Because we just talk all the time, and when we get together, we don't fucking shut up. <laughs> it's true. I know I know a little. I know a, a good bit about my aunt Bobby. Not a lot. This I'm gonna sit down. I'm gonna find some stuff out. But I absolutely know jack shit about J Dub for the most part, like her whole life. So it'll be interesting. I'll learn as you guys learn. So, well, and you know, me and the rocker chick learn new things about her every week when we get together. You know, uh, when we sit down and record, we learn all kinds of new things about her also. So, I mean, it'll be fun to see what you uh, what you come up with and what you what you can get out of her and. And what she'll, I mean, you know, she's an open book. It's going to, you know, it's not going to be like, you got to pry it out of her. She's an open book. She's pretty easy going. And, and, uh, but yeah, you'll have to, uh, really kind of get in there and, and, uh, uh, search around and see what you can get out. Oh, I can't wait. It's going to be dope. (laughs) Uh, don't forget we are working on the, uh, Patreon. Uh, the, the target date is April 1st. Uh, I am still working on it. We are still recording stuff to go into it. And uh, let me tell you right now, I'm loving what uh, we got put together so far. So uh, I'm not sure exactly how how much of this I'm going to release on the on the opening week and whether I'm just going to add more stuff every month. And as we keep recording stuff every month and it, you know, it's still it's still trial and error, guys. So but uh, when we get a little bit closer, we'll sit down and talk uh more about it and 
you know, give you all the information and what you can get on each tier that we're going to be putting out. And yeah, it's going to be fun. Hopefully you guys uh, will want to be a part of that with us. And my hours and hours and hours of work will not make me cry because nobody wants to see it. (laughs) 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 Hours, hours, hours. (laughs) So make sure to check it out. Make sure to check it out when it hits, uh, when it it goes live. And uh, I don't know, guys. Uh, I'm a little disappointed. The other side hasn't gotten any emails. I know, right? It's a little hurtful, you know. Like you guys want to talk to the other team all the time, but you never want to talk to just me and Jeremy. <laughs> Specifically, you never want to talk to me, which is a little bit hurtful. <laughs> I'm just saying. Well, there you go. Just the uh, United States Paranormal at Gmail dot com. Send uh, send Logan some love. Yeah, stop hurting people's feelings. Stop being inconsiderate. <laughs> there you go. There you have it. There you have it. All right, my man. Are you ready to wrap this up? Yeah, I need to go cook a pizza and take a leak. That's on my to-do list. So. Those are those are two big items. They're two uh, important things. I am uh, I'm going to wrap up, uh, and uh, I think I'm off to bed. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Speaking of bed, listeners, if you're out there, and you hear something talking to you in the night or a shadowy figure forming at the corner of your eye, pull that blanket over your head, but don't be scared about what's waiting for you on the other side. Cause it's just me and golden Jay waiting for you on the other side. Later. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the United States of paranormal. Check us out at the United States of paranormal.com or at any other of our social media pages. At Twitter, at T-O-S-O-P-P-O-D, at Instagram, at the United States of Paranormal, or Facebook, at the United States of Paranormal, or YouTube, at the United States of Paranormal 1795. Please check out our other podcasts in the Golden Mojo Entertainment Network. The Call Guys, Golden Image Podcast, Indiana Chiefs fans, The Golden 80s, Murd Nerds, and A Court of Books and Booze. And if you have a location you would like us to check into or a creepy story that you would love to tell us, please email us at theunitedstatesofparanormal at gmail.com. Please like, rate, and subscribe wherever you listen.